It's all coming back down to expectations. Yeah. And then when everyone knows what to expect, it runs more peaceful. Yeah, it's that whole phrase, when your life conditions don't equal your expectations, it equals anxiety. Hello everyone, we are Greg and Jackie Francis, and welcome to High Performance Parenting, where our passionate goal is to encourage you to raise champion children in a crazy world. Every week, we will bring you multiple episodes from our extensive experience of raising our six, (laughs) yeah, six, happy, healthy, successful, godly kids who are confidently equipped to win big in life. We deeply believe that any parent who is provided with the right knowledge and continual support can raise amazing kids. And when they do, all of our futures get better. If raising up future generations of absolute champions matters to you as much as it does to us, here's how you can contribute. Like and share this podcast with everyone you know. And together, let's embrace this journey of raising champion kids in a crazy world. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are excited to share with you again today. Um, and we have been going over some questions. Why is your finger on the button? Because <laughs> I have a question for you. Are you ready for it? No, I'm not. <laughs> Put them away. Your questions are not necessary. Where do fish keep their money? In their gills. In a riverbank. <laughs> Do you know you're the only one laughing? You're laughing. No, too. I'm not. Yes, you you're are. You're so not funny. Yes, I am. I know what you mean when you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here is the question mm. of the day. It's a good one too. Um, I think it's a pretty relatable one to most parents. Are there specific things you do when you're feeling overwhelmed with your kids and you don't want to lose your temper? How do you handle this? Mm, that's mm. a good one. Mm-hmm. There's been seasons of overwhelm, hasn't there been? Yes. Yeah. Especially, you know, we'll go back to this season when we first had kids, mm-hmm. right? And that's a that's like a just, I feel, almost nonstop season of overwhelm. You know, everything's new, especially when you have your first. You know, we started with two. We started with twins. But everything was new. Like your life changes, your ability to be a little more free with how you just go about doing things goes away. Um, the normal things that you would do to relax now typically aren't there anymore because you're having to manage new things that require your attention. There's just a lot, you know, you're, you're learning, okay, everything about parenting at this point, you're learning what food do I feed my little one? Why are they crying? Why are they not crying? How much time should I spend with them, not spending with them? Like there's, there's this crash course in how to become a parent the first few years. Right. And, uh, you know, you get down the road and you have some more and as you're learning, it changes a little bit, you know, like number six for us was a lot different than numbers one and two when we first had them. So, uh, anyways, you want to speak to that season a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a season overwhelming for me, um, especially like, uh, during the day, I would say, um, you know, I'd be home with kids and, you know, again, I started with two. So it's like, there's only one of me and they always wanted both. They both wanted me. So it was, you know, it was always trying to divide and not feel like I, I had let one down. And then you add a third one in and we had three kids, one and under at this point. And, um, how do you tell, two one-year-olds, hold on, your baby sister needs me. Um, it just always felt like I was being torn and there was just not enough time or enough for me and somebody always needed me. And then by the time you had, you know, you know, two kids, four and under, I mean, I'm sorry, four kids, two and under. I mean, it's just, 
I mean, you're not just outnumbered. You're just overwhelmed. You're tired. You're worn out. I didn't, you know, know what to do with the first set of kids, let alone more comes along. And it's stressful. And especially when you come from my personality where it's like, you know, I'm kind of used to, you know, knowing what to do. And if I don't, I do a little more research and I figure out a few more things and then I know how to do. But it just felt like every day something new was being thrown at me and I didn't know what to do some days. And so I started, you know, thinking through and talking to people and looking for resources. And the best advice I could give anybody, especially if your kids are younger, really all the way up till when they got older, is I really believe in some good, healthy schedules for kids. You know, if I can say anything, good, healthy schedules made all the difference in the world for me. Um, You know, there was a time that I needed rest because I was pregnant. And then there was times when they needed rest because they were growing. And then there were times when um, we need some space because, I mean, they would play all day and I was entertaining them a lot of times, but they needed to entertain themselves some. And so I really did some research on what philosophy I wanted to do as far as schedules that would work for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't necessarily know anything about schedules for kids. You know, majority of the time we kind of grew up and heard other people say, yeah, you know, the kids kind of dictate what they need or, you know, they kind of grew out of a nap or, um, yeah, you know, we don't really have it. They just go to sleep when they're tired type thing. And none of that was going to work. And on top of that, run a business. And on top of that, spend time, you know, obviously with you. And on top of that, build relationships with friends that I desperately wanted to be able to do. Um, And have time to, you know, actually take time to have my own time for myself, you know. And, And all of a sudden you think like you have to be perfect because, you know, maybe in the Bible all the women looked like they were perfect. Or maybe your friend down the street looks like she has it all together. You're, you know, you're scrolling through Instagram and you're thinking, all these ladies have it all together. They got their makeup done. Their kids are all in the cutest outfits ever. And, you know, they're out enjoying lunch together. And I'm walking around with spit up down my back. And I think it's a good day because I only have once one kid that spit on me instead of three, you know. <laughs> and it's really hard some days. And then at the end of the day, you're like, I think I'll clean up now. And maybe my husband and I could have some time together. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm so tired. I can't even, I, I can't even see straight. And you can have a lot of guilt about that whole thing. And, um, and I don't think people talk about it enough, how it can be so overwhelming. So what I did was I was like, I got to come up with some solutions for this whole thing. So we did schedules for our kids. Yeah. And before um, you go there, right? So you talked about spitting up and all that. Yeah, too many to count on that one. Remember that one time where we had the twins, and you know, I like to kid around, and and so um, it was Bella, and she's just little, maybe how old you think? Like six months old. Yeah, and she was fussing about something, and she's just, and I I said, be careful because I just fed her, and so I'm kind of picking her up, and I'm dancing, and I'm like, she might have a burp in her. You know, I'm not like. I don't know. I'm just having fun, so I kind of pick her up a little bit over my face, and I just started. I started. Uh, imitating her. So I started going, right in her face. And she goes, here came the burp and the spit up. She shot it straight into my mouth. It was the most disgusting. I mean, like, first of all, that's, that's breast milk, right? Yeah. Healthiest (laughs) thing you could have, babe. But now it's regurgitated breast milk. Just landed in my mouth. And I am like gagging well, it's called liquid gold, babe. All that work. Of course, you know, you with your compassion, you're laughing at me. Oh. At least I got you to laugh again. See, I yeah. Told you, yeah, I am funny. God's so good when those things happen. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, by the way, another plug before you get going. Yeah. Because I love interrupting. I noticed today. <laughs> it's, it's Not just part, today, actually. It's part of my joy. It's part of life. 
my wife, Miss Jackie Francis, will write a book in the near future that's going to deal with schedules, mm. diet, and discipline. Ooh, that's good. Schedules, diet, and discipline. It'll change people's lives mm. when it comes to parenting. And so just putting that out there so now everybody that hears this can keep asking Jackie. Oh, when that book's coming out? Yeah, pretty much every day if you would. Yeah. You know, when that book's coming out. Because, uh, I organize my notes then. It is in her and it needs to be released to the world. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think so there let's is... let's talk schedules a little bit, you know, when it comes to overwhelm. Because, you know, the, the question, sticking to the question here... What do you do yeah. when you're overwhelmed? Well, see, there's. I think overwhelm is created so much by reactivity versus proactivity. And so there's always going to be a certain amount that you can't control. And there's sure. always a certain. But if everything's out of control because there's no proactiveness in what you're doing, that, I mean, that's like perpetual overwhelm. That's where people really get themselves in a bad spot. Well, yeah, you're always standing on a rattlesnake. You're going to overreact in every situation. So, so, you know, as you were saying, we did some work and started studying and referencing or getting some different reference points of people that had, you know, we started asking questions like who, Hey, you know, who, who do we know that had their kids sleeping through the night right away? Or who do we know that seems like their kids are usually pretty well rested and they have, you know, a little freedom and, and we found some resources, right? We kind of really, again, that's you and me, you know, we, we didn't know how to do this. We hear comments from people sometimes like, well, my kid just doesn't want to take a nap. They don't feel like it. And we're like, "Uh, okay, but why does this other person we know, they always have a schedule for this. And how does this work? And what does this look like? We just, I don't know. We've always just intuitively known that there's more to this parenting thing than just reacting and, you know, hoping something works out. And one kid must be a good kid and another kid was just not a good kid or a handful or one kid's really... Um, you know, super sweet and does everything you want. Another kid is just overly rambunctious. Like we're like, no, there's more. The, there's more of a formula to this, you know. And so that's what we started looking at. So you want to talk about schedules a little bit, right? So just to kind of simplify it, because you know this could take you know 900 episodes to go over this, but and we'll do some specific ones in the future. On but this. one of the things that I realized quickly is that there need to be a routine mm-hmm. and uh, an expectation, not only from what I want from the kids, but also what I want for myself and. And there had to be some routine to this. So, you know, from the get-go, our children, you know, there was a specific time for bed, you know, that every night, because I had done enough research knowing that obviously they need sleep, they need to grow, they need to change, they need time down, they need to go to sleep. So there was a, a time to go to bed. And in that time, it wasn't a late night, it was an early go to bed because, again, um, I needed time, they needed time, and it was a good thing to do. You know, another thing was that naps were a regular thing in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... Obviously, when they little, they had like two or three of them a day. Then it went down to two, and then it went down to one. And I was a believer that, and I still am, that naps are great for not only kids but all of us. We all need naps to reset. Yeah. So many times, and you know, we have a four-year-old right now who's napping right now while we do this podcast. Yep. And and some people would say, well, you know, they're four; they kind of grew out of it, and then they don't want to go to bed at night. I've never had that problem. No. In fact, uh, she climbs right into bed. And even if she's not super tired, she reads a book or two for a little bit. And before I know it, she drifts off. But there's going to be some down quiet time. There is going to be quiet time where you go to your room. um, And that, too, during the early season, that that was something I could look towards. They're going to go out to quiet time. Then mommy can do her thing. Whatever that looks like for mommy during that time. Routines, they bring peace. They bring peace. And peace brings replenishment. 
And I right. do believe too, you know, when the t- when times got really out of control, the best thing we could do is even if it wasn't nap time, it was time to go in your room and have some quiet time. If you and I were trying to get work done or th- something had to go on and they didn't necessarily want to listen during that time, it's not a time out necessarily. It's just time for quiet time. Um, you know, we don't do timeouts at our house, but what we do get to do is replenish ourselves. That's right. So even to this day, I mean, even 14 down to four, if it's been a long day, long night, long, you know, you know, couple of days, whatever, we still all, hey guys, everyone's going to go in the room. Everyone's going to get some quiet time. And the kids look forward to it. So I didn't want to be one of those moms yelling through the house all the time. I didn't want to be screaming at my kids. That never felt good to me. You know, I mean, I naturally can start, you know, getting upset. I can naturally start screaming. I can naturally start doing that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to do that. And I remember a time when, you know, that was happening to me. I was getting where I was just raising my voice a lot. And a lot of it had to do because the kids didn't know what to expect. And so they were doing what they want when they wanted. So what I learned to do was if they didn't listen, if they kept, you know, pushing the buttons and pushing the buttons, I gave the warning, hey, guys, just want to let you know you're pushing the buttons today. My suggestion is you all, you know, slow down find something to do, stop doing some of the stuff, you know, that I don't like. And if, if that's not going to happen, we're all going to have to have some quiet time. It's mm-hmm. going to be time. Well, let's back up a little bit with the schedule thing, because, um, just for the purpose of people in different positions out there, you know, how old were our kids when you had them sleeping through the night? I mean, all the way through the night? Pretty much. I mean, I mean, they were probably like, um, eight, eight nine weeks old yeah. all the way through. Like two months. Yeah. And that usually meant what, like 7 or 8 p.m. until 6 a.m. or something like that? Yeah, it usually was like, you know, yeah, something like that. I mean, I would say. But but it was huge because I remember when we would get our little ones to that point, the big thing that shifted in our household was you got better sleep then. And when you got better, because it was consistent now, it wasn't like waking up every few hours or a couple hours, whatever. When you get better sleep, you are more rested. You are less likely to be overwhelmed, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. Because, you know, when you're operating on, like, no REM sleep, it's a different ballgame than if you got a good night's sleep, you know. And so that was one of the reasons why we really pushed the schedule thing, which you're going to write a book about, of course, for, for, Another plug, huh? for infants. But then as the kid's get a little bit older, you know, like Hunter now, she's four, still maintaining that nap time in there every day even when she seems like she's wide awake even when she seems like she does may not even really appear to need one she's not like melting she's not being a problem she doesn't even think she wants one but again it's not just about them going to take a nap because they're tired it's about the mental break that not only they get because like you said you know nap time in our house isn't just you know, you have to, if, if you don't fall asleep, you're still just going to go in your room and you're going to read something that right. we've approved you can read. Yep. You know, you're not getting on a computer, you're no. not getting on a tablet, not nothing like that. Time at our house. You're not watching a movie, you know, none of that stuff. No, it is like downtime. And the kids learn this really quickly. And I'm telling you, it brings a lot of peace to them too. They like that. It's a reset for them. But for us, we can go do some stuff. Like I remember even when we had all of our littles, how important this like mid-afternoon nap time was. I remember for you and I, we would either do some work together or we would just spend some time together or whatever. But I remember it was such a big reset. It kind of it kind of made us have two different days. <laughs> you had the first half of the day with all the stuff that needed to get done. We had the nap, which was our break. And then we had the second half of the day, but we had more strength, you know, to be able to handle it in that second half because of the break in the middle. Yeah, and I think just to get back a little bit to the, uh, I mean, the question too is, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed or when, you know, 
you're starting to lose your temper. Again, being proactive is so key to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that, um, you know, my kids don't get to dictate what the, you know, thermometer is in the, or thermostat is in the house. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I get to dictate what the thermostat is in the house. You know, I get to dictate that. Uh, They don't. So I... Yeah, you got to choose to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Right. And so because I choose that, I'm going to say how things are going to get done and, and they don't have to like it. It's okay. That's why I'm mom. And someday when they're mom, they get to decide what they want to do with their kids. And I just explain it to them. This is how we're going to do this. Yeah. And I will tell you, every time I have set the expectation, and now at this point, you know, we have schedules for our homeschool schedule. We have schedules for, you know, when they get their chores done. We have schedules for, um, obviously, nap times for some of our kids. The bedtime. windows we take, I take the kids golfing. Yeah, all of know. our activities, obviously. Yeah. We have schedules for all that kind of stuff. And, and with having schedules comes flexibility. Yeah. Because... If we want to do something different, we just look at the schedule and there's some things we can move and some things we cannot move. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, checking yourself. You know, when I would get overwhelmed and maybe kids were pushing it too much or I was tired or I didn't have help or whatever the case may be, I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, guys, I need everyone to go to the room for a little bit and have Mm -hmm. some quiet time, even if it's not on the schedule, even if it's not what's happening. Because... When I started losing my cool, then I started getting upset really at the kids. But what I wanted to do was get upset at myself Mm -hmm. because I allowed it to get to this level. And so instead of doing that, I started learning along the way. I'm not going to yell about this stuff. I'm quietly going to come up to them and be like, you're not listening very well right now. I need you to go to your room for a while and don't come out until I tell you. Grab six books and you'll hang out there for a little bit. I'll come get you in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just came and got them in 20 minutes because that gave me 20 minutes to just... All right. I know what people are thinking right now. Like, well, what if they say no? Well, that's a whole that's other a whole topic. other because that's the third part. That's, that's the discipline. That's the part. discipline because <laughs> which this schedule stuff doesn't you don't get to tell doesn't me fully no, work so. without the discipline part. And we'll so get there someday together, because you know because you don't get to tell me no, yeah. and so that you know that's just part of it. But you know, I think then after your kids you know, are certain to understand and know what to predict when situations do happen, they also are excited about it. I mean, I will tell you now, I mean, our older kids, if, if our youngers are pushing me and I'll be like, I don't like the way this is going right now. I don't like what's happening. I need you to take a breather. I need you to go down to your room and I need a breather. Literally the little kids will try to stop. I mean, the big kids will try to stop the little kids. I wouldn't do that. Mom is not going to like that. I would stop doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And they forewarn them a little bit. And if they still, you know what I mean? Because they know their standards. Like mom's not going to tolerate this. She's not going to start yelling. You're not going to get mom to that point. So by default, then you're going to have to go and have a break from us. You it's, know, it's like, it's like an overall understanding of the culture of our home that we've Correct. been building in forever, that it isn't just about you. Right. It's the, the whole world isn't just about you. It isn't just about me. It's not just about mom. We have purpose. We have missions. We have callings on our life. We have things we have to do to help right. run our life. And so everybody has to work together to a certain extent. So if you're starting to get off of work, of, if you're starting to interrupt things for your benefit only, well, then you probably need a break. You probably need to relax a little bit or whatever. Yeah, you know? and think about what's going on a little bit. And, and we hold that. We hold true to that. And then what's great about the whole thing is after these situations happen, oh, the conversations are the best part. Yeah. You know, why do you think this was okay today? 
because your behavior was not okay. Yeah. Why do you think and that, that conversation happens sometimes a day or two later or whatever? Right. It's okay. But we do talk it through. So cause you know, us in the whole nother topic, but we, we get, we're big fans of like, we don't just correct, but we, when we correct, we teach what is the right thing. That's right. So now they know what to do. Well, and on top of that, that again, now they know what to expect. Yeah. It's all coming back down to expectations. Yeah. And then when everyone knows what to expect, it runs more peaceful. Yeah. It's that, it's that whole phrase, when your life conditions don't equal your expectations, it equals anxiety. And so when there's no expectations set, then life conditions are constantly happening and there's perpetual anxiety. When you set the expectations, yep. now even though there's life conditions, we kind of know how we're going to react to it in order to accomplish our expectations. And I think one of the big things, if I could just add to this, and we'll get into it more down the road. Yeah, we'll do one more on this. This is, is good. Is that... It is so important for parents to back each other. Yeah. That is, you know, one of the biggest keys to this whole thing. That if things are going to, you know, where there's some tempers getting out of control and things are happening. uh, Let's pick up on that in the next episode because that's a really good point. All right. So, Are you cutting me off again? Yeah. Oh, great. Sorry. No. (laughs) You're not even funny. Yes, I am. Turn it off. Hey everyone, thanks for listening and thanks for your love and support. We hope that today's episode added tremendous value to you and your family. It would mean so much to us if you would partner with us on our mission of helping parents around the globe raise champion children in this crazy world. To do so, simply take a moment to like and share this podcast with everyone in your network. And we have great news. You get more of us. You can expect new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. So be sure to consistently tune in with us and enjoy our show. See you next time. Thank you.